You're listening to Tin Pod Radio. I'm Nicole from Night Owl Designs, and you can find me at shopnightowldesigns.com. Shortlisted, the podcast where the hosts take a top 10 list off the internet, because there are a few, and talk about them for an hour. They set the clock when they remember and talk for an hour if the equipment cooperates. And then they shut up whether they've made it through the list or not. They're not racing against time. They're just shortlisting their big mounts. start things out, uh, would you like to give, uh, like introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, sure. Um, my name is Taya Carver, but um, around the like convention scene, I usually go by Tay, just like to make things easier for people. Um, I'm 19. I will be a sophomore at Seton Hall University in New Jersey, but I'm I hail for from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I've been interested in cosplay for a few years now, around like five or six years, but I've been actively doing it since uh, last year. So I'm still like an amateur in the scene, but I am growing to develop my skills and I just really love everything nerdy and geeky like anime, comic books, video games and all of that. So yeah. Cool. Uh, what's the first time you, you did a cosplay? Um, the first time I did a cosplay was I was in eighth grade at a at a convention uh, here back home with my parents and I did this really bad like mix up between uh, David Tennant's uh, Doctor Who uh, costume and Matt Smith's costume. It was really bad, but it was a fun time. So it was it was experience, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh. With that first costume, was it something you made, or did you buy it, or? It was just stuff I had around the house, and I was like, I could do something with this, and that's what happened. <laughs> that's cool. It's good when you can find stuff just around and put a costume together. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, with your, uh, how many, about how many cosplays have you done so far? Um, as of now, I've done around a solid four. Uh, there are two, though, that I'm actually quite proud of. Like, two that I'm, like, actually quite proud of, and, like, another few that I'm like, oh, I did those, but I'm like, do they count? <laughs> uh, what was those be? Um, the two that, like, I really love doing is uh, Uraraka Ochiko from My Hero Academia and uh, Lum Invader from the 19 anime, like, the 1980s anime uh, Urusei Yatsura. So those are the two that I really love doing. Um, another one I've done is Alphys from the game Undertale. And I also did a Femme Nagisa from Free Iwatobi Swim Club. So that one's also quite fun. So, yeah. Of your cosplays, which one was the most difficult to put together? Oh, ooh. 
I would definitely have to say my Lum cosplay. And the reason being is that um, the outfit I did, I do her school uniform and I do the winter uniform. And so the the thing is, I bought the Seifuku off Amazon and the tie was white, but it had to be yellow just for accuracy, like accuracy sake. And so what I did, I was in my dorm room with my roommate and we had some leftover yellow paint that I used for the horns that I made for her. And I was like, wait, I like Googled how to tie dye things with paint, <laughs> with acrylic paint. So we had some alcohol, like some rubbing alcohol and the acrylic paint. And we were like hand dyeing the tie for this uniform. Like my hands were yellow, our dorm sink was yellow. It was a mess, but it was fun. Um, also styling that wig was an adventure because we did it the night before um my school's cosplay contest. So I was like standing there with my wig on and my roommate was just like cutting my bangs. And like, I had to like tell her like what to do. I was like, just go here, like do this direction, like fluff it out a little. Um, I will say the easiest part out of all of this was making my horns because the horns aren't that tedious. But other than that, like it was, it was, it was a thing that happened in our room. Uh, one thing cosplay you do, and I'm sure you, you talked about learning is you'll learn how to clean up stuff like your sinks and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've learned how to get everything out of a carpet and get every stain out of, like, a tub. <laughs> it was so funny because our suite mates, like, walked in on us doing all of this stuff, and they they they're not into the whole nerd scene so they were mildly confused but like just let it happen like walked into their room but it was really funny like seeing them look at me with like a green wig on like trying to do all this stuff and i remember like from that day when we styled the wig initially to when we moved out of our dorm like there was still green wig hair everywhere even though we thought we we cleaned it all up but it was really fun nonetheless uh yeah i remember like my work has like like they don't know much because like where i work we don't really talk about our personal lives much but like they found out about I, me doing cosplay every so often because i'll come in with like weird hair color or something like that <laughs> Or the time I come in with my hands stained slightly green. <laughs> I remember when I was cosplaying Uraraka the first time, I had, like, this really bad Amazon wig, like, the first wig I had for her. And I was doing a makeup test because what I was doing, I was going to do, like, glitter freckles. So, like, I am in my room, and then the my the roommate I had at the time like she came in with like her boyfriend and like her other friends and they like they just saw me like putting glitter on my face and like a wig and like pajamas and it was just like it was really weird <laughs> like no one really acknowledged what was happening but like it was still weird nonetheless um but it's fun <laughs> do you usually cosplay with friends um this is like I will admit, like, this summer was, like, the first time I really cosplayed with my friends. Uh, usually, like, when I'm here at home, I usually do my own thing. And usually my friends will, like, have their own cosplays already planned. Like, we don't really do a group thing. But I know at the most recent convention I went to, which was Anime Next in, um, in Atlantic City in New Jersey, um, the first day, well, the first half of the day, because my cosplay was really hot and it was ridiculously hot there. But we did an Undertale group. Um, so, like, my roommate uh, at the time, like, right now, she was Metaton, I was Alphys, 
like some of her other friends were other characters from the game. And so that was like really fun. And that was like my first experience doing a group cosplay with friends. But normally I don't really cosplay with my friends or anything like that. Uh, do you prefer like doing stuff with a group, like, like not necessarily cosplaying with a group, like going to an event, but like doing photos with a group or being a part of a group? Oh my goodness. I love doing group cosplays and just like just group shoots with people or just like group pictures. Um, like I'm a theater kid. And so like because of that, I'm like, oh, improv everywhere. And so I usually feed off the energy of other people. So whenever I'm taking pictures with other people, it makes me enjoy the experience a lot more because I find people who have the same interests as me and therefore we can play off each other or like play up the characters we're cosplaying as. And it's just like a really fun time. Uh, it seems like a lot of cosplayers I've talked to or actually have a theater background. Uh, what's your background in theater? Is it acting or stage, like uh, backstage work? Both, actually. Um, I was more used to acting because alongside theater, I'm also a speech and debate kid. Um, <laughs> so I'm more used to doing the acting uh, sort of work. But in high school, I did my rounds backstage as well. I worked on tech. I was a stagehand a lot of the time. I did lighting and sound um, along with the help of like makeup and costuming. So I did everything in theater, not just performing. Guess what drew you to doing cosplay with the theater background? It was that. It was also, like, the fact that, like, wow, I can, like, dress up as my favorite characters and, like, it'd be really cool, you know? And so, but I do think that theater really, really helped this interest flourish. Uh, you talked about your general interests and kind of geeky stuff. What's some of your favorite, like, anime and shows? Oh, man. Okay. Picking out a favorite anime is like picking out a favorite child. <laughs> it's not possible. Um, I know, like, my friends always, like, make fun of me, like, jokingly make fun of me for, like, the anime I watch. Like, some of my favorites include, like, High School DxD and things like that, but I also really love Macross. Um, I'm, like, a really big Mecha fan. Um, I also really like older anime, like Persia the Magic Fairy, Urusei Yatsura, Ranma One Half, Inuyasha. I know, like, Inuyasha will still be, like, one of my top shows ever. Um... I also do, like, more of the obscure anime as well, especially more obscure anime movies like um, The Belladonna of Sadness. Uh, so my anime range is, like, very big. But then, of course, like, anyone who knows me personally knows my love of, like, My Hero Academia in Bleach. So it's just, like, my favorites are all around the place. But, yeah. One of the things I love about talking to the cosplayers who are love anime it's always discover new shows that i'm like hey i haven't heard of that i'll check it out but i'm a big i love uh my hero academia and i was always an inuasha fan uh my girlfriend loves bleach but i never get, quite got into bleach as much i think i'm gonna go back and watch it soon because <laughs> i love some of the designs in it and stuff i haven't watched bleach since like middle school but like it still has like a special place in my heart because i remember like watching it like mid-season on like Toonami one night, and I was like, this looks cool. I think it's still going, if I ain't mistaken. <laughs>
It the manga and anime actually ended like a few years back, along around the same time that Naruto ended. But like it went on for years. But I was like, I'm gonna watch every episode, and like that's how I was with Fairy Tale as well. Like I st- like Fairy Tale still has like a very special place in my heart, um, because like that was like one of the first like shonen series I actually dedicated my time to. Yeah, it's like Inuyasha like lasted forever too. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Like, a lot of the shows I ended up liking were more short-run shows. Like, I love Naruto, so that was kind of a long-run show, and then they got the new show with it. Yeah. It's like, Boruto's dad. I haven't even, I haven't even watched any of that yet, so. I know, like, for me, um, I don't know why, but, like, I've always gravitated towards, like, shows with, like where the female protagonists are usually, like, front and center. And so that's why, like, as much as, like, people make fun of the etchy genre, I generally like it. Like, fan service is a hero myth, but, like, that's why I like High School DxD so much, because you do have, like, these strong female characters and things like that. But I also really like Magical Girl series. Like, I am a very big Sailor Moon fan. <laughs> um, I have Sailor Moon figures, like, in my room and things like that. I also do, like, older anime as well because of just the aesthetic art style, but it also coincides with my music taste as well. <laughs> so, it's, like, it it works out. It balances, like, it balances itself out, but... Yeah, like, I think Donnie, I don't know, quote-unquote fan service type show that I actually liked a little bit was uh, High School of the Dead. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yes, I actually really enjoyed High School of the Dead. Like it seemed like they were in on like a joke about it. You know what I mean? It was it was very self aware, and I and I really appreciate that fact. I was like, oh great, it's like a zombie show with like girls and stuff. And I was like, oh man, this isn't gonna be good. But I was like, oh man, this is good. And I, and I was like pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, besides anime, what do you think your biggest influences are outside of that, or is that your main influences? Um. I would say, like, I know comic books do have, like, a very big influence on my life as well because I did grow up reading them. Um, we're a big DC family. We're a big DC Comics family in this house. So that's what I grew up with, really. Um, as I've gotten older, I've grown to appreciate Marvel for what it is, even though they do cancel some of the best series, like Young Avengers. Um <laughs> So it's still taking me years to forgive Marvel for that, but I do I do appreciate that as well. We're also very big. I know like my dad and I were very big video game fans because I know like my dad my dad actually has studied the ins and outs of making a game and things like that. And so I know like I was playing Call of Duty from like a very young age, along with like other games and stuff like that. Over time, like I've been in and out of the video game scene because of school. So it's it's harder to maintain, but I still play games now and then. But uh, speaking of like maybe a question for both of those, what would be a, a cosplay you would like to do based on, let's say, a DC comic character and one based on a video game character? Oh, man. I know for, um, I know DC Comics, I've been having a Raven cosplay in the works. I know that was one I really want to do, but for a video game cosplay, the number one I want to do is, uh, it's actually a League of Legends skin that you can get. It's from, uh, a separate story called the Star Guardians, where it's basically like, League of Legends Magical Girl AU. And, uh, one of my favorite, uh, champions, Ari, she has this really gorgeous, uh, star guardian skin that i really want to try and like master 
Um, but I know it's going to take me some time. But there is not like there is like a close second, which is a uh, Pajama May from Overwatch. So those are like the top two. But DC Comics wise, like Raven is like number one. <laughs> it's a good character. And uh, so uh, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, do you have like a dream cosplay that you'd love to do that you're like, that's what I would love to do someday? Um, not really. It's more of like, oh, that character's cute, and I'm like, oh. I can do that! And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that! <laughs> uh, is there a skill that you'd like to learn in the future, or maybe currently learning, that would, uh, towards your cosplay? I know right now, um, I'm actually taking, like, some advanced sewing glasses just to get, um, just get better at making costumes, and I know, I'm, I'm pretty good with wig styling right now, but I know I do want to get better with that, so I am working with that as well, and I know prop making, I'm, like, I'm pretty solid with prop making, but I do want to get to the more advanced levels, like, I know one cosplay I'm planning, there will be, like, many LED bulbs involved, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, for new cosplayers, and you, you, you talked about you consider yourself relatively new to cosplay. What would you tell somebody that wants to get into it, but may be a little bit intimidated seeing, like, some of the great cosplays we see online, or, like, just in general? I would definitely tell them, like, patience is a virtue. <laughs> it's going to take time. You're not going to be instantly good. Um, also, like, practice. And think of it as, like, a sport of sorts where you're going to practice. If you keep practicing, you're going to get better. And so, like, utilize the resources around you. Also, it's okay if you don't make everything right away and you won't be good right away, but that's fine. As long as you're having fun, that is the most important thing at the end of the day. As long as you enjoy what you're doing, as long as you enjoy the people around you, as long as you enjoy the character, that's it. That's all you need. You don't need, like, pyrotechnics to, to make a great cosplay. You don't need to invest a bunch of money into props and materials like you're fine as long as you're having a good time and you're doing it for you not for others uh when you start a cosplay are you fairly obsessive about it like you're like oh I, this is my focus for this one. or do you do like oh i might do a, get a wig for this and then a, a shirt for this one or something like that it it comes and goes it comes in waves if i'm really excited about something or like something like i've been planning to do for a while then i get very obsessed about it where i'm like oh i need everything now and then we start working it working on it or i'm like okay like let me write this down and like plan this all out like logistically and be like hey like i'll get this right now and then like work on this later or or i'm like oh this is the hardest thing to work on so i'll work on that now and then do this later or like closer to the date so it comes in waves <laughs> uh what's the biggest event you've cosplayed at um I will say, like, Anime Next is the biggest con I've been to so far. Um, so I think that was, like, the biggest event I've cosplayed at. Uh, what was that like going to your first con? Going to my first con, the thing is, like, the first con I went to was, like, a fairly small con. It's, like, a medium-sized one, really. 
here in Nashville, and so that's what I've been used to. So when you go to a convention, like an actual convention center, and like especially a different state, um, and one that you're not really familiar with yet, it's like wow, it's like a eye-opening experience because you're like you're so used to the circle in your hometown that like when you go somewhere different, you're like wow, I didn't recognize all the talent and potential here in this area. So it was eye-opening, but it was also like exhilarating. What was your favorite thing about? It? Oh man, um, normally I really like going to panels but as i've gotten older i'm like eh, i don't really care about panels anymore and it's more of just like going to photo shoots and meeting other people and now that i'm like 19 i can go to like 18 plus things which doesn't sound that entertaining like when you're younger it sounds like, inter- like intriguing but then like when you're like of age you're like oh this is this is it <laughs> but um, I know at Anime Next, there is a cosplay burlesque show, and it was phenomenal, and the thing is, uh, my roommate and I, like, we went to their panel the day, a- like, that night after, and they were so kind, and they were so sweet, and things like that, and I was like, wow, that's so cool, so and it was also very different from what I've seen here in Tennessee, so, yeah. Uh, if there was one thing you could change about conventions, what would you like if you could suggest something Ooh, i don't know normally like i don't know actually there is one thing i would change it's like the price of food (laughs) especially if there aren't places around and if you are selling food please don't make it expensive we are already spending all of our money at the artist alley and just like the dealer's room (laughs) And most of the time, convention food's not that good. It's expensive and not that good. Right. I know for me especially, um, because I am Catholic, and the con here in Tennessee, it's on Easter weekend. And so if you're 18 or older, you have to fast on Fridays, on on Good Friday. So I know for, like, for my friends and I, a lot of us, we were, like, fasting and we, like, tried to get snacks, but they were, like, five dollars for a granola bar and we're like that's not possible <laughs> so you have to like make food sacrifices sometimes and that's not fun but i think that's another thing i think another thing would just be like make sure like if you have the policies on the website like really adhere to them um so like really have like a no tolerance policy and that's about it um yeah, uh, you're talking about, like, policies about, like, misconduct and... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of conventions will be like, we have this as our policy, and it's like, it does you no good unless you enforce the policy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to conventions, do you want to go to larger conventions in the future? I do, I do. I know, like, for me, like, I get anxious in large places, but I'm working my way up. <laughs> to larger venues, so I I do want to go to a bigger one though. I think like Dragon Con would probably be about the biggest I could do. I don't think I could ever do like San Diego Comic Con. That's way too many people. No, I know like this weekend especially like Anime Expo is happening, and I have friends who are there right now, and they were talking about how crazy it is, and I'm like, I could never, like, I think New York Comic Con is, like, the biggest I would go, but, like, I could never do, like, Anime Expo or, like, San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> uh, 
when it comes to the cosplay, do you think this is something you're going to do for a while, or is it something that you, you see yourself, like, leaving at a certain time, or do you think it's just going to always be that way? I don't know. <laughs> that's good. Would, that's perfectly normal. <laughs> I would like for it to stay there forever, but I know, like, given what I want to do in the future, I don't know if it's going to last as long as I would like for it to, but only time will tell. Uh, do you have any cosplay you're currently working on? I do. I do. Um, I have two that I'm working on right now for uh, October. Um, one is Persia the Magic Fairy, which I'm very excited about, but also slightly scared. Um, and I also have Rios Grimery from High School DxD uh, that I'm working on as well, so <laughs> we'll see how those go. <laughs> have you already started work on them? Uh, I started working on, I've already started wor working on uh, Persia a little bit, because I'm going to work on her magic baton first, before I get the actual outfit and wig done, because I feel like those two would be the easier of of the whole thing. <laughs> Is there any uh, project that you've started and you, you stopped? Um, not really. Like, there there have been many that, like, I've planned and then forgot about, but there haven't been any that, like, I bought stuff for and then, like, started making in. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, we all know, like, like, and it's come up recently in, like, the cosplay community, because every time something happens in the community, they act like an issue is new and it's always been there. Yeah. But, like, uh, what would you say to cosplay? Like, we all know cosplay should be for everybody. And it should be for everybody to enjoy and everybody to do the characters they love and stuff. What would you say to somebody that sees some of the problems in the community and they are large, big problems that need to always have a focus on them so everybody don't forget them when they're a hot issue? Right. Like, what would you say to somebody who looks at it and says, I, I don't know if I want to get into that? Um, I know for me, especially being, like, a black plus-size cosplayer, I know for me in particular, I was discouraged for a few years because I'm like, oh, wait, like, I don't look like the characters or, like, I don't look like these popular cosplayers. But, like, for me, I know the biggest thing is, like, having a solid support system, like, having a group of, like, friends who are basically your cheerleaders saying, like, no, you're going to do this, like, you can do this, like, you are, like, you are fine, like, you don't have to look exactly like the character, and I think it's just, like, you just have to remind yourself, like, at the end of the day, this is a work of fiction, and an artist created these characters to be interpreted any way that the audience perceives them, and so I know that there is no set body type, there is no set look, as long as as you are comfortable, and as long as you love the character, you are able to do it. Yeah. And we all know that the media that covers conventions and stuff need to also focus on a wide variety of people who cosplay, because some people don't see that. They don't see a wide variety. When you see on comic book websites, when they always post the pictures of conventions, they don't always post a wide variety of cosplayers. So it, it would help for people to see more different cosplayers, I think. Uh, when it comes to cosplay, and like uh, you talk about your theater background, is there something that you you would like to do that you? It's not that you can't do it, but you're you're kind of trepidatious about doing it, or trying it. Um, I think it's more of like 
getting myself out there and just like making myself known because of the way that cosplay is covered through various nerd media outlets so I'm like sometimes I just get too scared to cosplay like specific characters or like even participate in a cosplay contest because I know like my skills aren't as good as professionals yet or like master level cosplayers so I know like I have been like scared of participating in those scenes like sometimes like I'll even get scared participating in like certain photo shoots for certain shows um because of how large it is and how it has been covered but by creating like a Facebook page and creating this separate Instagram specifically for this hobby I think is a step in the right direction for me breaking out of that shell so yeah Cosplay is brought into your life, probably making friends and traveling or or doing different things. Is is the thing you just talked about the biggest influence that's helped you get out there a little bit? It has. It has because it's different. Doing cosplay and putting yourself out there on the internet is different than like doing a theater performance for like your local high school or like your local area. Because you're familiar with those people. And so when you go to a convention or in-state or out-of-state, you are put in a situation that will, quite frankly, make you uncomfortable and will be it won't be familiar. But, like, as long as you're able to find the positives in things, then it will make the experience worthwhile. And because I've been able to put myself out there through Twitter, through Instagram, I have made so many new friends online and in person. And I've made all these new connections with people that I probably never would have met if it weren't for me doing what I do. So, um, what what do you think the future will be for you when it comes to cosplay? Do you think you're going to get into going more conventions? Or do you think like you're going to get more elaborate costumes? Do you think like you're going to be more challenging to yourself? All those things. <laughs> I think I think it's a combination of all those things. I know for me, I really want to boost my online presence because I know me being a busy college student, I don't have time for uh traveling a lot but i know if i am active through like online interactions then i feel like i can still gain some traction there um but i know i do want to challenge myself more and just build up my skill like throughout the upcoming months and years really uh and once again thank you for joining me and talking with me today uh, no problem. Uh, would you like to tell people where they can find you on Instagram to follow your cosplay? Yeah. Um. <laughs> my Instagram handle is Magical Error Cosplay. Uh, just spelled the way it sounds. Um, and my Twitter handle is uh, Magical Error Four Hundred Four. So they can find me there. And yeah, like feel free to like follow me or anything like that. <laughs> I'll be posting more content fairly soon. <laughs> cool. And, and again, thank you for agreeing to talk to me. And I hope more people will follow your stuff because from what I've seen so far, it looks really cool. Thank you. Um, have a good rest of your weekend. <laughs> thank you. You too. Yeah.